0: to the podcast where my guests and I talk about anything and everything from sports relationships politics movies to tv shows current events and conspiracy theories no topic is ever off the limits and it's always uncensored I'm Ben Borges and this is Man Chatter hey so what's going on people uh Yeah, man, I'm back. So on Tuesday is going to be me most likely by myself giving you all my thoughts on the weekend and the week that was and what's been going on in my house and in my life and all that good stuff. And on Thursday, most likely I'm going to have my boy Jonathan Vallejo joining me, a.k.a. G.W. Not going to tell you guys right now what that means. So you have to tune in on that Thursday episode. I'm sure he's going to love that. I brought that up. He hates that initial. And I hate the fact that I don't know where it originated from. Like, it's kind of weird to think that I've known this kid for 25 years and I don't know where he got that nickname and I didn't give it to him which is just wrong cuz I feel like I'm that asshole friend that like gives people nicknames and so I call him a kid because he's been the same height as long as I've known him like he's been 5'3 five, 5'4 five, he's going to say 5'5 five, 5'6 five, five, but just know that when it's on video he's most likely going to be sitting on phone books all right so today today I want to talk to you guys about uh politics and why I don't discuss it anymore By myself and go on those rants because I've realized it took me a while, right? Years of like my friends telling me, "Yo, man, stop arguing; it's pointless." And I finally realized that it is like there's no, there's not going to be a point when I'm talking to a pro-lifer, right, to make them understand why a woman has the right to do whatever the fuck they want to do with their body. I'm never going to talk to a pro-gun advocate, and mind you, I'm a gun owner. Why, man? Maybe we should do a little bit more than the nothing we've been doing in thoughts and prayers. Like none of that is ever going to come across. So I've just been throwing a cement ball against a concrete wall you know what i mean like i haven't been nothing no idea has been changed no opinion has changed because whoever that is and i'm guilty of it as well right like i'm not here trying to tell you that like i know all the answers and i know everything and i have all the answers for all the questions i don't know 95 of most shit right i'm just trying to give a different perspective and trying to make them hopefully see give them the a time to kill perspective right if you remember ever seen the movie a time to kill so Matthew, at the ending scene, spoiler, movie came out like 20 years ago, though, right? Like, you should have seen it by now, and if you haven't, I'm sorry. It's about to get spoiled right now. So in the last scene, Matthew McConaughey's giving a speech to the jury. Like, Samuel L. Jackson killed two people that mur- that beat up and raped his daughter, with, like threw cocaine at her face, broke her face, and his daughter was like five years old or some shit. And so he's giving a speech to, I think it was Mississippi, somewhere in the south. And he's giving the speech to the crowd and goes, "Close your eyes," and he just dis- describes everything that little girl went through. And then it was an all-white jury, right? Which is weird because it's supposed to be a jury of your peers, but whatever. It's the South, and it's a movie. So, <clears throat> so they talk. She's giving uh, Matthew McConaughey giving the whole description. He goes, "Nah, imagine she was white." So then that's when the there's almost like an audible gasp in the in the jury and in the crowd because it's. Like in this almost like arena type courtroom. It was weird. They had like upper the upside the upper side, like they had the nosebleeds. Like the people who couldn't afford to sit on the floor. It was weird. So that's always the perspective I try to give. But i realized it took me was it twenties twenty fifteen it all started, then twenty So, about three and a half, four years for me to get it through my thick ass head that like people really don't want to see the other side on a lot of things. Right? Like there's things I've I've changed my mind on. There's things that i don't agree with people let's say like because i'm if you want to describe me as anything or put me on any side it's almost like if you want to put that identity on me i'd be on the left side right i'm not that conservative i'm not i'm not a person who likes to tell women what to do with their bodies and so on and so forth and i'm not i'm not i'm honestly not that religious right like so i'm just i don't i don't i believe in god i believe in good and evil because i've I've seen evil so there's got to be a good side of it so i've just i've gotten sick and tired of it man like going back and forth, I'm not gonna say any names of the people I've argued with, but it's, like, people that I consider my friends or associates, you know what I mean, that, like, it just, it gets exhausting, bro, like, like, if I can't even, like, yo, man, but he broke the rule, like, this person broke the rules, yeah, but, bro, like, there's laws and rules and every, you know what I mean, like, all these different things of why this is not the right thing to do, and you want to excuse that because that's a person that agrees with you or that's a, occupation that agrees with you, or that you work, like, I, I don't, I just don't understand that, like, wrong is wrong, is right is right, like, there isn't nuance, if something is written in black and white, and goes, yo, you can't do this, and then you're like, yeah, but, dude, like, the economy, you know what I mean, like, I just, it's it's exhausting, like, it doesn't, it defeats the purpose, and i just taking up way too much time, like, I'm arguing people who don't, who don't want to empathize or see perspective from the other side, like, for what, like, I just, it got exhausting, man, like, <clears throat> That's as far as social media and everything. Like, come on my podcast, that's fine. Like we can we can hash it out because maybe we could give some nuance. But giving giving like giving the back and forth on social media and writing these essays, it's just gotten exhausting. And my thumbs have way better things to do, like play FIFA. Shout out to FIFA twenty coming out in two weeks, baby. Playing that demo today, Volta. I suck at that game. It's like I never played FIFA nineteen. That shit is crazy. The dribbling and the passing, whatever. I mean like I just I just don't wanna do it anymore. Like it's just it's gotten exhausting. And then me ranting on here by myself, like I'm only giving you one perspective. That's not genuine. That's not that's if anything that, I'm not gonna say it's disingenuous, but I'm just giving you my side of it. You know what I mean? There's in everything in most things that aren't a law or or anything of that nature, there's a there's a there's always three sides of it, right? Like my side, your side, and the truth. Like I'd much rather have discussions and conversations with people like I did last week you know, with my boy Cam, that you give two perspectives and you have a conversation. That's when you get, that's when you can really hash down what the opinions on people are and things like that. So that's just kind of something I want to stay from, stay away from in my podcast for the most part, because I realize it just, it's, it's exhausting. It's taxing. It's everywhere. Like, it's, it's just like, I, like, do I want to go on the rant of to use a Sharpie to not use a Sharpie? Yeah, I do. You know what I mean? Because it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what a sharpie is used for, other than to cross shit out. You know what I mean? After I've done my grocery list, like, I wouldn't put that on a map. You know what I mean? Like, but do I want to do that? There's parts of me that does, but then, are people really that dive, (coughs) dive that deep into it? The way I would, probably not. And then it's just you want to. I don't want to get into the weeds of stuff. People might like they might lose what I'm what I'm talking about. They don't know that specific argument or that specific article and all this shit. And it just gets to be too much, man yeah but I just I've talked I know I've talked about that before in previous podcasts but since I'm doing video now just wanted to give you the video perspective so you can see what I'm talking about and see kind of my expressions behind it and how I feel about it it's just gotten to be too much right like I just I, I'm sick of it man like I'm, I'm not gonna I won't i am share memes on some social media about anything political I won't unless they're funny you know what I mean I not anything like where I'm bashing one side or the other I'm just like if fu- if it's funny it's funny it's a meme You know, but I'm not. I'm not gonna like give go on rants anymore. For the most part, you know, I mean, for the most part, I'm gonna stick to like dog videos and and memes and gifs or gifs, however you want to pronounce it. You know, I'm a equal opportunity word user, right? That that kind of makes sense. But yeah, man, I just don't want to do it anymore. Besides, this this weekend was exhausting enough emotionally. It was just too much. Friday with the USA. If you watch soccer, the USA played Mexico on on Friday. So I've re-watched that game one other time just because it's pretty hard to watch. And it makes me mad, right? Like, we look... For a sport that the rest of the world plays, for a country that, for the most part, has the best athletes in every other sport, why we can't figure out how to put a solid 11 on the pitch or on the field to even be competitive, right? Like, obviously, there's there's countries that have light years, are light years ahead of us, right? As far as technique, as far as how long, how long they've been playing it, and all this stuff. So, we need to start bringing some of those, obviously. We need to start bringing some of those older players that are retired to, like, almost teach us, man. Because, my, like, we looked. Mexico built a wall around us in that game, but that I mean that was we were outclassed at every level. We had one player on that whole pitch that was the twelfth best player. And that that's Polisic, like Christian Polisic for the USA, the USA team. Other than that, like it wasn't even competitive. Like there was this they had this guy, uh Tecatito, right? That was playing right wing. Yeah. He was playing right wing. And he looked a little bit heavy, right? Like if you look at soccer players, they tend to be like, and you pretty short and very lightweight, usually under like 175, 180 pounds, because you're playing, you're running around for 90 minutes. I can't run around for 90 seconds, okay? Let's just keep it 100 here. And so these are guys that are in incredible shape, and they have one guy that looked a little bit out of shape that just roasted us. Like yo, if this pudgy bastard is killing us, and he might be a great player. Never seen him play before. I don't know where he plays. Probably should have looked that up, but honestly, I'm not gonna look them up. Don't care because I'm only gonna talk about Mexico on this podcast when they're playing USA. I'm not gonna go out of my way to see them play Brazil. Like I'm just not that guy. Like I'm gonna watch. I'm very much so a soccer fan, a football fan, but I go out. I w- go out of my way to watch my teams, not just a random MLS team on a Thursday. Like that's not some shit I'm gonna do. I don't even know if MLS plays on a Thursday. That's how little I care about that league, and how I care about other teams. Like I'm I'm a European soccer guy. I watch Real Madrid, Liverpool. I might watch a little bit of Man City, but I pretty much stick to my teams. Like, so that's just what it is. I'm not gonna go out of my way to find out and see his highlights for AFC. If he, he could play for Ajax, for all I know, I don't fucking know. I have no clue whatsoever. I just know he was better than every player we had on our on our side, and he was fat. Like, for a soccer player, right? Like, I'm not like I'm just saying. He had everybody else had a small shirt. He had an extra extra large shirt. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I'm fat. I'm very open. You can see me right now. It, it is what it is. I can I can call it what I see. For a soccer player, he was a little bit heavy, and he killed us. He nutmegged the shit out of Sergino Dust, who I hope doesn't go play for the Netherlands. But but let's take a second and look at the Netherlands. If you looked at them, they got a solid team. So. I don't know. Maybe he'll stay with us out of necessity because I don't know if he'll never get actual playing time. Because I don't know if he'll get that playing time with uh, with the Netherlands. So yeah, man. So that that was tough to watch. We lost three nothing in that game, and it could have been worse. Like it just. And then you start thinking about the fact that Mexico's coach could have been our coach, but we didn't even interview him because he was he didn't speak English, which is stupid. Like soccer is an international sport. We have players that don't really speak English on our side that are like German Americans. That doesn't so that whole argument doesn't hold much weight to me. Like I don't I don't get it. Like you get a he could speak some broken English and communicate with his players just the same. And maybe you could get a, a an assistant coach who could speak clearer English but also speak Spanish. Like this is the guy that coached fucking at Barcelona. Like, come on, bro. Like you don't even give this guy an interview. Ugh. Whatever, man. It was fucking ridiculous. And then Saturday. <sighs> Saturday, Saturday at s- eight o'clock. The Hurricanes, my Miami Hurricanes, you see it right there. Played University of North Carolina in football. We had five hundred yards on offense, two missed field goals, and a mixed extra point, and we lost by three. Sunday, I was cr- I was kind of wrecked. I was in a terrible mood. I went to sleep late. I started watching like cartoons. Like Dragon Ball Super. Shout out to Dragon Ball Super, super by the way. That shit is amazing. And also, fuck, does it take forever for one fight to compl- conclude. Jesus. Like, I gotta watch eight episodes for one kick to connect. Like, good God, man. It's a whole lot of, uh, uh shaking and shit. If you're listening to this on audio, that was like me giving my interpretation of what uh, anime is with Dragon Ball Z. it's a whole lot of shaking, uh, Uh, And like panting and shit. It's just very weird. So, yeah, man. So Miami, it's hard for me to say this because I don't want to overreact, right? But it's also been, let me see, 15, 16 years really since Miami's been in like true company. Like I know we had 2017 where I guess if we don't lose to Pittsburgh and kind of show up against Clemson, we're in the college football playoff. That's a whole lot of ifs that I don't want to get into. Like that's that's just not fun. Like because then it's, you're just living in what could have been and not realizing what was. But besides that, we're kind of pretty much an average football team for the last fifteen or eighteen years. So I'm I'm I know two thousand two in the national championship, lost to Ohio State, and after that we've had one game or another each year that like is a demoralizing victory. And it's weird because in college, like you have a three to four year turnaround with players, right? And we've had since then we've had Randy Shannon, let me see, we, uh, Larry Coker, Randy Shannon, Al Golden, Mark Richt, and Al Manny Diaz. So that's five coaches in the last fifteen to eighteen years. So that's say that's so it's about the same turnaround, right? We we don't even graduate our coaches like we just let them go at th- at three to four years. Maybe if they leave at the, as a red shirt junior, but It's not like they go on to do bigger and better things. Larry Coker, where is he at? I I think he might be at University of Texas, San Antonio. Like, developing there. I don't even know if he's still there because that's the last thing. Al Golden is in Detroit, I think. Yeah, we talked about it with Cam. In Detroit. And then you have Randy Shannon, which maybe he's still at Florida. Like, I don't hear about, you know what I mean? Like, so it's not like they've gone on to, like, develop other teams and win there so we we d- haven't really had we had mark rick which was on the back nine of his career i already talked about that coming coming to miami from georgia and he didn't want to fire his son i get it and now we got manny diaz and for the first time in 40 years right 41 actually since so 1978 41 years that the university of miami is 0-2 and i don't i don't want to give moral victories because you get you play five you give up like 470 yards on offense to a team that has a f- true freshman quarterback, you get burned on defense several times by corners that are supposed to be average to above average from all accounts, and it's it's just you kind of start going with the and like maybe we're maybe we're just an average football team, like maybe the the thoughts of 11 and one, 10 and two are a bit of a stretch as of right now. Right, like I don't want to overreact to the 0 and 2 because we do have a favorable schedule, but maybe there is that part where like we're not much better than the teams we're playing against, or maybe we don't have the heart to beat teams that we should. Like there's something missing, and I started to realize it, and because I, I rewatched that game too on Sunday when I was emotionally a little bit better because I was so angry about that fucking game because I just I couldn't believe that we lost to North Carolina again. We've lost to them in the past a couple different times. I was actually at one of the games when they lost to them. Back when they had uh, Mitch Trubisky, before he went to Chicago, saw that game with my boy Danny and my wife and his wife, and we lost that game. Like we've lost to North Carolina before, I think, Nor- and we've got blown out by North Carolina. I think the year after that. So we've lost to North Carolina several times. So it's not, but it's just this thing where like where you get hyped, like oh man, we okay, we we played bad against Florida, but we lost by four. But we played a lot better against North Carolina, but we lost by three. Gave up a fourth and 17, which which is the most ridiculous. Like, that's the most How do I say this? That's the thing that pissed me off the most is just like, you're not used to seeing that being completed against Miami if I'm living in the past, which I am, right? Like, let's just be real. 2001-2002 is like how I grade every team of Miami since. And maybe, and that's, maybe that's my fault. You know what I mean? I, maybe I gotta be more realistic and realize that we have a if if i want to be positive about it, we have a quarterback now. Jan Williams is that guy uh, as far as fitting up the stats like I think there's that leader on offense that's obviously d j. Dallas, but they maybe we're too young, like we don't have that leader that like brings everything together. Right? Like you see DJ Dallas playing his heart out. You see Jaron Williams connecting on like, thirty or thirty nine passes for three hundred over three hundred yards. But there isn't that that fire, like, let's go, motherfuckers. That 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 riles them up, that brings it all together. It feels like that's the thing that's missing. Like there's that they have heart, but they're missing the heartbeat, if that makes any sense. Like I know that that might sound crazy. I don't even know if that makes sense, honestly. But like they're missing that that extra umph that makes me think like, yo, we're about to smack you in the motherfucking mouth. Like, they'll make plays, but it, it doesn't have the same sound or the same effect as, like, when they put on that turnover chain. And then that turnover chain is also a cautious thing too, right? Because the other team wants to wants to smack you in the motherfucking mouth too. So you have to get up for their get up. You have to hit harder than they're going to hit you. You, you're, you can't expect anybody to be like, yo, to roll over because you're in Miami. That doesn't happen anymore. That hasn't happened in a very long time. Miami hasn't really dominated... In a long time, man. Like I'm, and I mean, on both sides of the ball, we got a young offensive line. Our defensive line doesn't put as much pressure as it did the year before. I mean, we lost three starters for God's sakes. So we're bringing we're bringing in new starters with you know, John Garvin, John Ford, and all these different guys. Gregory Rousseau needs to put a little bit more weight on Scott Patchen. Shout out to him, great energy. But we just we need we need them to get get going a little harder. Secondary needs more experience. Amari Carter can't be getting kicked out of the game in the first or second quarter for targeting. Like all these things are just there isn't that thing that like that brings them together the way they should be. Like th- it feels like there's that one, like that one spark missing, that one thing missing that'll really get them rolling. Because they're barely losing these games, but they're losing games that they shouldn't have lost. They could just as easily be 2-0. But it'll be fit fa- it almost it would almost be a fake or false 2-0. Because they barely escaped games that they were kind of in control of for the majority of those games. Other than you take away the first six minutes against UNC and the last six minutes, which again, I'm living in the if world, right? Like, let's be real. This is what it is. You take away those 12 minutes for those other 48 minutes, Miami was the better football team. But we can't close it out. Can't close it out against Florida. Like, that's that's what separates you from being from a average good to great football team. Right now we're below average. We're 0-2. Like we're not we should be two and two with with these next two games, but who knows? Like I don't know what's the psyche of the players going into these games. Like how are the coaches feeling? Do they feel the pressure of 0 two or they're they're thinking oh we're right there. We just got to break through. There's that one thing. Like what's what's stopping them in that aspect of it? Now like I could talk about this until I'm blue in the face, but I'm just a guy making a podcast. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not the guy on the field. I'm not the coaches. Like that's the level that I never got to. Like straight up the truth, I quit football one practice after crab walks. It was a rat for me, man. Like I was 16 years old. I was like, ah, nope, this isn't for me. So I'm, I'm not criticizing. I'm just, I'm just wondering what we are, and I'm trying to figure that out. Are we a team that's seven and six is more realistic from last year, or are we the team that two years ago was ten and three? Are we the team that's gonna answer back critics, or are we the team that's gonna fold? There's a lot of questions that need to be answered, and it w- it'll be falsely answered these next two weeks because playing Bethune Cookman in our homecoming game. So this is our first home game of the season, and then we got uh, Central Michigan the week after that, which is that, that gimmicky offense that are that'll probably give us a little bit of problems. And that's uh, I I know they're not that good this season, but that's a game that worries me too because I don't know what Miami's going to show up, man. I really don't. Like are we going to be the team that smacks you in the mouth or are we going to be the team that reacts too late and barely pulls out a victory or pu- ends up getting another loss? Like this this is a, a sketchy year and this is a schedule that that was very favorable from the beginning. Like if you looked at the schedule you are think, yo, fuck it, man. 11 and 1 if you 11 and 1 maybe maybe we go into the into the conference championship, you know, finally for the second time and figuring it out. And I mean, I don't think we're beating Clemson. That's, I mean, shit, we can't even beat North Carolina, but at least be competitive and, and see, and make strides. Are we a better football team than last year? Like this is a team that destroyed North Carolina last year. It was a totally different team, totally different coaching staff. You know, they're feeding off that energy of Mac Brown. These are things that I guess in the back of my mind, I was nervous about going into the game, but I was like, you know, Like hindsight being twenty twenty, you think of it like, man, we took a week off and we had a, a subpar game against Florida with what 14, 14 penalties, ten sacks, Jaron Williams holding on holding on to the ball too long, and you don't have a Bethune. Like I think it would have been a different performance if we had Bethune Cookman before North Carolina, because then you kind of work out the kinks. And then you go into it with more plays under your belt, but we didn't. We weren't afforded that. And I'm not making any excuses. We lost. We lost. But the schedule now opens up a little bit. and It's a little bit better, and it doesn't really get hard till October when we play Virginia Tech. And maybe we pull it out and hope North Carolina and that true freshman comes kind of back to earth and has a couple losses, and we kind of went out, and we go into that ACC championship game against Clemson. And who knows what could happen, but nah, nah. I'm not I'm not gonna be that guy be like, yo, we're gonna crush Clemson. I'm not I'm not that guy, man. And don't for a second think that like because I'm criticizing or I have questions on my team that my loyalty or my loyalty is different. That doesn't change. I'm gang I'm fucking gang green and orange forever. Like that's never gonna change. This is a team, this is my heartbeat. This is the one that my wife looks at me like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you acting like this? You kinda acting like a bitch. Because that's just the team. That's that's my heart, man. That's that's the team that I ride with. I watch every game. I watch games at a wedding. You know what I mean? On my phone. Like, that's the team I ride with forever. So just because I criticize it or question it never changes my loyalty. I'm going to ride with them if they're 1-10, 10-1, 13-0. It doesn't matter. I ride with them regardless. And I watch every game. I'm never going to be a guy that flies a banner over it. I'll watch. I'll hate watch if things aren't going well. I'll be like, yo, what the fuck happened to my team? But I'm never leaving them. That's just that's maybe it's a unhealthy relationship. Maybe I'm I'm a beaten beaten partner in a domestic violence situation. But they've also never I don't know. This is just they've just always been my team. That's my team overall in every sport forever. And it could be worse. I could be a Dolphins fan. You know what I mean? Alright, guys. That's it for today, man. A hot twenty five. I'll holla at y'all next time, man. Peace oh yeah as always like share and subscribe you can find me on everything Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcast Google Play, SoundCloud and for those of you that listen on audio I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna give y'all something special it's a it's a breakdown of my brother drunk as fuck <laughs> telling the story of how he hooked up his boy with, with a chick that only spoke Japanese and his boy I think spoke Vietnamese I don't know how that worked out man y'all check it out, peace
1: so uh went over to Machida with a couple of my buddies and one of the buddies happened to be uh somebody from the Japanese um freaking army. It's basically what it is, right? So went over to Machida, stayed there for a couple hours and then from there left and came back to the post. And he and I were like, you know what? We want to continue drinking. So we went over to this thing called the Zama Club. And we thought that the Zama Club would be open. And it was not. But that was all right. Because even though the bar, Zama Bar was not open. I guess there was a uh, Zama Latin Club thing going on and oh my god my inner hispanic was like "Ho, oh, unleash your latin fuego and i was like uh no but either way it doesn't matter because that night was not about me that night was about my buddy uh yaguchi so I tried helping them out as best I could because even though I knew it was a Hispanic night, the majority of those people inside there looked Hispanic. So I was like, alright, let me bust out the best six Hispanic words that I know fluently. So I was like, hola, como estás? Mi amigo, Yaguchi. No, and 10 days by landos." To bailando con mi amigo, por favor. And out of the six girls that were around the table, three knew Spanish, uh, two knew English and Spanish, and then the one knew English, Spanish, and Japanese. So I was like, hold up. Do you know English? And This particular person was in a red dress and a floral cardigan. And I was like, hold up, do you know English? And she kept on nodding at me and was like, yes, I know English. I was like, alright, sick. So, can you help my buddy learn how to dance properly, please? And she was like, no, 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 it's okay, no, no. So, another girl, who is a woman, really, who is probably in her late 30s to, like, mid-40s, give or take. I really couldn't tell. Um, so, he danced with her for a while. And he finally came back and ended up getting three out of six girls' lines, right? And Line is basically Japan's version of Whatsapp. So I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm so proud of you, Yaguchi. So, um, later, or really that same night, uh, I was talking to, fuck, four women from different, um, Hispanic countries. Three of them were from Peru, one of them was from the Dominican Republic, and I had to utilize as much Spanish as I knew, which was like a maximum of like 10 words, and that was the point where I was like, son of a bitch, I knew, I wish I knew Spanish, and I did not. But that's alright, because I got one the girl's Facebook, and two, I also got one of the girl's lines, the same person, by the way, uh, I got her number and Facebook, which was great, but again, that was not my night, that was Yaguchi's night, and my night was basically spent, or at least that area of the night, was spent just trying to make sure that he got somebody. And he got three girls' information. And that was awesome. That was basically it.
0: Thanks for listening to the Man Chatter Podcast. With your host, as always, Ben Borges. Till next time, peace.